The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the lead editor, or the lead writer and the editor of uh, thevikingage.com. As always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone Coverage. Before we get started today, uh, make sure to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube to our channel and like this video, and then follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right, uh, before we get started today, I just wanted to offer a, a, quick, a quick update on uh, Bill's safety, uh, Dron Hamlin, Damar Hamlin, I'm sorry. Um, so, obviously, uh, most of us know what happened on Monday. He went down with a, a serious injury and was taken to the hospital immediately during the middle of the Bills and, and Bengals game on Monday night. Earlier today, which is a Thursday, the Bills released a statement about Hamlin, who remains in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. Uh, In the statement, the Bills shared that Hamlin has shown, quote, remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. He has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact and that his lungs continue to heal. Also, uh, Hamlin's agent, Ronald Butler, revealed on Thursday today uh, that Hamlin has been awake and he has been able to grip the hands of family members at his hospital bedside. This according to John Warrow of the Associated Press. So it sounds like Hamlin is certainly trending in the right direction, which is great news considering the uh, scary situation that uh, a lot of people witnessed during Monday night's game between the Bills and Bengals. Um, Chris, I just want to know, like, where did you watch this live, or did you find out about this, like, as things started to pop up online? Um, I was at the register office, so I was putting together the paper and writing something. Um, I get easily distracted when I'm writing, so yeah. I Same. didn't Same. have it on. So, but uh, my co-editor had it on his screen, and I heard somebody was hurt, and then all of a sudden I heard Joe Buck say CPR, and I right. went, huh? Yeah. And like I at that point, I had it on my computer at the office, you know, and it was just really hard to kind of concentrate on the paper at that point because it's like, right. is that dude, OK, what's going yep. on? Um, it's just an unprecedented situation for um, 
our generation, I should say. I mean, yeah. I believe in the 70s, there's a player for the Lions that died on the field, but yep. I'm just I'm just happy he's okay. Uh, yep. um, Monday was a rough night. I feel like sometimes Twitter and all social media can kind of be a detriment in a situation like that because yep. we don't know all the facts and right. everyone becomes a doctor. Um, you know, then you yeah. have people like, Skip Bayless going, mm. well, what's this going to mean mm. for the schedule? And Shannon yeah. Sharp's like, bleep you, dude. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's a really unfortunate situation. Hopefully, DeMar's okay. Yeah. And it sounds like he's improving. And hopefully, you know, maybe next year, you know, he can walk out on the field, wave, be like, hey, I'm okay, everybody. And, you know, I, I think that was the number one concern was that, you know, he had we had just watched somebody die on national television. And, um, you know, it's good to see he's okay. Yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of, uh, decisions were made, right. Decisions were made as far as stopping the game, not playing it. I don't think they're going to, they're not playing it again. I think the reports said they're just going to go on like winning percentage to figure out playoff stuff. But the, the best news is that he seems to be heading in the right direction and whether he plays football again, I don't think is real important. Just, you know, just he's able to have like a good quality life again, I think is the most important thing. Well, and it was kind of, right it was kind of just, just throwing this out there. It was kind of wild too, that report that they were going to play in like five minutes. And then I, I just remember <laughs> yeah. showing a picture of Josh Allen, just like, and I'm like, that dude is not going to play yeah. football. Like Diggs I mean, too. Joe Burrow picked up a football. I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. We got him off the, you know, but and I'm sure he was shaken up, but he's just like, it's, it's my job. But yeah. They're, they're, it used, was just a wild situation. Yeah, they're used to seeing guys go down, but this isn't. This wasn't normal. This wasn't. Mm-hmm. You don't see guys getting CPR on the field. You don't see him. You know, using the was it the AED machine or whatever? Yeah, the defibrillator. Get him back going. Yeah, you don't. You don't see that uh, really hardly ever on the field. So it was scary, but it seems like everything's heading in the right direction, and uh, hopefully. He ends up being okay, and he got he's got a lot of money uh, donated to his charity now, so that's yeah. awesome to see. Um, he'll be able to see that when he gets to be fully functioning, hopefully again, and get excited about that. Um, all right, moving on to the Vikings, they had uh, injuries of their own, nowhere to the extent of uh, Deron Hamlin, uh, but Brian O'Neill done for the season, Achilles injury uh, during the middle. Of the Vikings' disappointing Week 17 loss to the Packers, Vikings t- right tackle Brian O'Neill had to leave the game early for what was first suspected to be a calf injury. But then on Wednesday, it was revealed that O'Neill suffered a partially torn Achilles that will require require surgery. Uh, O'Neill is obviously out for the rest of the 2022 season, um, and it's fair to say that his availability for the start of the 2023 season is somewhat in jeopardy now too. So um, sticking to this season, what does this injury do? Do you think to the Vikings playoff chances? Um, It's such a weird season. So looking at the injury as in a vacuum, this is bad for the offensive line. Obviously um, now you have Oli Udo at right tackle, which I, that's his natural position. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we can we can look back last year and go, oh, my God, he was so bad. Well, he was playing guard at last minute because mm-hmm. Drew Samia was that bad. Uh, or, I mean, excuse me, Wyatt Davis. I'm really dating myself mm-hmm. there. But, 
Um, they all just kind of blend together. Drew Samia, Brian Dozier, uh, Wyatt Davis. Dakota Dozier, you mean? <laughs> what, who did I call him? Brian Dozier. Brian Dozier. Got baseball on the brain. Yeah. Ready for that 90 loss season coming up from the Twins. <laughs> um, yeah, it just, there's, you know, it's obviously a concern for pass protection because I had Eric Thompson on uh, the Homer Horn podcast last night, which will drop tomorrow. And he was talking about during that Giants game, Kayvon Thibodeau lined up. I think it was like 40 out of 60 snaps on the right side or on the left side of the offensive line going up against Brian O'Neill. And he had one pressure. Mm -hmm. Oliudo is not going Mm -hmm. to hold Kayvon Thibodeau to Mm -hmm. one pressure. (laughs) And you also have the fact that Kirk Cousins has been hit more than any quarterback in the last 20 years, which is also a concern. I'm very concerned about the running game. And especially from what we saw against the Packers, there was a play early in the game where the Vikings ran play action and they handed it off to Dalvin cook. And instead of biting up on the run, everybody dropped back Mm -hmm. and like, they do not care about Dalvin cook. They basically looking at Dalvin cook right now, they say he's probably going to run for three yards. If he hits us for 70 on one play, it's one play. We can make it up. Like that is what teams are starting to do. And now losing another run grader like Brian O'Neill and replacing him with Udo, like the interior of the offensive line's already banged up because Garrett Bradbury seems nowhere close to coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Derrissaw is a run grader. He, I mean, Ezra Cleveland's hit or miss, and you have Ed Ingram. Like that running game is a big concern, and you're going to need it to win some of those playoff games. So it does ding them for playoff chances. But I also feel like this team, it's like a slot machine right now. Like it's, it, you're either going to win the jackpot or you're going to get thrown out of the damn casino. Like one of two things are going to happen and nothing in between. And whoever the Vikings play, I mean, Steve Palazzolo had a tweet, which I actually mm-hmm. sent to my dad earlier in the morning. Mm-hmm. I said the same thing. Mm-hmm. I said, the Vikings are either going to beat the Packers or they're by a, a field goal or something or they're going to lose by 40 points. Mm-hmm. And they didn't lose by 40 because of some garbage time scores, mm-hmm. but that's this team. Like you, you don't know what's going to happen. And if they get blown out by 40, Oh, well it's back to the drawing board. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, at this point it's house money. I don't know what to think about this team. I I'm just kind of going with the flow. Yeah. It's weird. Cause they're probably going to have 13 wins and everyone's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> They're gonna have like yeah. the second most or tied for the most wins in the league, um, yeah. and people are gonna be like, mm, eh, maybe, maybe no, not no one's like they're not even they're not. I think they're like maybe seventh or eighth in like Super Bowl odds. Like, like think there. about think about the last time the Vikings had thirteen wins in twenty seventeen. Like yeah. everybody was like, we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like the path is there. And you look at the NFC right now, you could argue it's just as wide open as yeah. it was that year because yeah. Jalen Hurts is banged up. Josh Sweat is hurt for the Eagles. Right. Uh, the second seed, now the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan. We all know what I think about him. Plus, you have Brock Purdy, who was a seventh-round yeah. pick. Congratulations. You're beating a cryptic Tom Brady team. You're beating up mm-hmm. on all these other bad teams. Now you're in the playoffs. Have fun with that Packers defense that seems to be filling itself they, right now. They almost just lost to the Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> so, yeah. With Jared, Jared Stidham. Stidham at quarterback. Yeah. He, but he offensive genius of, Kyle Shanahan. They did put up 30 points, I guess. So I can't really yeah. 
I, I will say, well, the Raiders' defense is terrible. So anyway, yeah. like the next to the Vikings are probably one of the worst in the league. Uh, I will say that Ali Udo, in replacement of Brian O'Neill last week, did pretty well in pass protection. He only gave up one pressure. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a positive sign moving forward. Christian Derrissaw actually gave up four pressures, and and Ezra Cleveland gave up four as well. So that that left side did actually worse than than the right side, which was Ed Ingram and and Aliudo, and I I think Chris Reed only gave up uh, one pressure as well. Chris Reed has had uh, plenty of other problems though, uh, but he didn't he didn't know the snap count. He didn't snap the ball at all. Uh, yeah, you know, so <laughs> that was that was its own problem. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah offensive line's hard. Because you don't, I don't think you really realize their impact until one of them's gone. Like when Christian Derrissaw was gone, we, that was very noticeable uh, in terms of the run game and, and pass protection. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't feel too too worried. I'm, I think I'm more concerned about next the start of next season right now than I am about about the playoffs. Um, because you know, what do you do? Do you you go sign a free agent, maybe a veteran free agent, to just 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 in case, or do you get a do you draft a, a tackle within the first couple of rounds just to to be safe for the right tackle, or do you have faith in? I think Aliudo is actually a free agent, um, so I don't know if he would even be back. But they do, and then they have Blake Brandle, I guess, who who's close to returning. I think Kevin O'Connell said he's probably coming back for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, what what do you think they should do? for the summer just to be safe should should they add someone in free agency or or use an early round draft pick on a tackle what what do you think they should do so i think that using like a first round pick on an offensive tackle is a bit of a no, reach don't, don't do, don't like do i i don't think they should do that i don't even think they should use a day two pick I was wondering about Phil Lodeholt because he was a player that suffered a full Achilles tear. Yeah. Um, and he, his last season was 2014 at age 28, where he played 11 games for the Vikings. So I, I can't remember what year that tear was. I'm trying to like remember. I might have been 2015. I would think it would have I think to it was been. 2016 because that's, I think they signed like Andre Smith or something. Um, and they, that was the year where they used all those different offensive linemen, like, was it Chris Jake Long and a bunch of those so, guys? So it, it was 2015. 2015. Lord Holtz came back for camp in 2016 right. and retired before the start of the season. Right. Because he was like, nah, can't do this. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it that, was age, that was age 28. That's the point that I'm making. Brian O'Neill is 27 years old. He'll be 28 um, shortly after the season starts next year. Yeah. You can, you can return. From Achilles, there's been six. There's I remember Charles Suggs. He tore it in like the basketball game or whatever, and he came back. And Richard Sherman, he had an Achilles injury, and he came back and had a couple good seasons. But it it'll affect him. But I think maybe with Brian O'Neill because he's not moving around, he's not running. It's not really like a lot. running back, right? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe in plays where he has to run on the field, it'll affect him more. But he's mostly in place in the same areas. It might affect like his strength in some sort of way because he gets some leverage from his legs and those muscles but i don't know it's, it's tough to determine with that that position group but yeah what, what do you think they should bring someone in maybe free agent i i would do that 
I would get yourself a security blanket. Yeah. A guy that isn't going to expect to start, but is quality depth in case O'Neill either loses a step, his recovery takes a little bit longer, and they'll know that. They'll know that by March. I mean, how he's progressing and everything. Um, I think it's something you would look into. Like, one of those guys you sign, and if, like, he's not going to start, you just cut him at the end of camp. Like, that's the kind of guy. And and even, too, it, it wouldn't hurt to take a swing and alignment in the later rounds of the draft. Maybe there's a guy you like and you say, okay, let, let's see if this guy, yeah. you know, worst case scenario, he's a good developmental tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Jesse Davis, kind of like a Jesse yeah. Davis. Like they just, they signed Absolutely. him over yeah. the off season. They worked him at some guards some tackle or whatever. Didn't really work out. So did they trade him. Didn't, yeah. Didn't they, they got, tra- they, they got like a six round pick or something. That was weird. I just yeah. remembered that. Yeah. So some, yeah, someone like that, a one year deal, nothing too crazy. Cause I, cause O'Neill's on a longer contract too. He just had an extension like a year ago. They so. put void money on Jesse Davis's contract. Yeah. Too. <laughs> like there's, there's money, I think on next year's cap for Jesse yeah, Davis. Not a lot. He never yeah. played it down. They needed, is, they needed to figure out a way to get as much money as possible, I guess. Right. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I agree with you. I think they should just, just find a veteran. Who's somewhat reliable? Um, I don't really know who's going to be available next year, and and guys can always get cut too. So there's, there's always going to be more people available than there are expected to be right now. But uh, yeah, it sucks for Brian O'Neill because it happened on a, a pick six, uh, just out of the blue. He was yeah. trying to chase chase it down. It was non-contact. But if you watch like the All Twenty Two, I think Luke Braun posted it where the the clip of him he just just goes down just. Just snapped pretty much. Um, and uh, yeah, that was, uh, we didn't even, we didn't have a podcast on Monday. One, it was the holiday, observed holiday or whatever. And uh, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about because the Vikings got killed by the Packers. Uh, so, and it doesn't matter. Like, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Like, you know what? Good to the Packers. Like you put it, they won their Super Bowl, right? Like, they still that's win. what they always got to win. That's on what Sunday. they tell Yeah. They they got to win, you know. Jair Alexander, he had the big hat and he had a safety over each shoulder. And he so declared funny. himself the greatest. Uh, when he was so be trying to be so serious and be like, <sighs> Shannon and Skip better not talk about me. And he's got this giant. Hat. <laughs> what an idiot! Like, can we talk about the gritty too? Because like that was the one thing that was I taunting. That was taunting. It should have been taunting, and I mean that's. But but here's the thing, if. My big thing is like defensive players and offensive players have two different sets of rules when it comes yeah. to taunting. Yeah. Like yeah. offensive players, they say like, yeah, what's up, bitch? Like they get a flag. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, defensive players, they can gr- they can go bowling with each other like the Vikings yeah, yeah, yeah. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. They can they can, you know, have group celebrations, they can gritty for 10 minutes while the game's yeah. being stopped. Like yeah. they, they can do whatever they like. People jump into the salvation army bucket. <laughs> And they get fine a shitload of money too. Like it's just like, can we just have one set of rules yeah. on what taunting is? Because at this point, and I think it's good. Like I like the fact that Jair did that because it's fun. Yeah. It makes the game yeah. fun. And game. Even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, you asshole. But like, if we were, yeah, if we liked the Packers, we would been like, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, they loved it. I, I mean, yeah. it, it was their Super Bowl. Like you know, yeah. Jair Alexander was doing the gritty. Like the Vikings were getting stopped. Aaron Rodgers and his girlfriend, Madame Planet, tried to summon Satan at the 50-yard line. Like, it was a great day for Green Bay fans. I'm sure it was. 
Hey man, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, there's some pictures afterwards of him and uh, him and Adam Thielen just kind of giggling and laughing it up. So Adam Thielen, Green uh, Bay Packer in 2023. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he would do that. He would. He would be like the ultimate. He, that's like that's like Hulk Hogan going heel, man. Like that's Appleton instead of like Hollywood Hogan. It's just Appleton Adam Thielen. Uh, yeah. Let uh, me tell you something, brother. <laughs> you pieces of trash in Minnesota never appreciated me. I heard Chris Ed on the Viking Age podcast just rips off the shirt. Yeah, that would be an ultimate. Yeah, one Appleton requirement down too, but um, I'm not going to talk about that. What? what <laughs> Um, all right, uh, let's move on to some some possible playoff opponents for the Vikings. There's only one week left of the season, uh, but we still don't know definitively who, who the Vikings are playing in the playoffs this year. Right now, the Vikings are the number three seed after they lost last week, and the 49ers won, so the 49ers jumped up to the two seed. Uh, and right now, if the season ended today, the Vikings would be hosting the Giants for a rematch inside U.S. Bank Stadium. However, the Vikings could also face in the first round, so either they can play the Giants, Seahawks, Lions, or Packers right now. I don't believe there's any other team that can get in um, based on how things go on Sunday, which is also kind of weird with the way that the NFL set it up because the Sunday night game is the Packers and Lions, and that game could not even matter for the Lions if the Seahawks win at in the afternoon game. So great job by the NFL doing that. Even though Dan Campbell said, like, we're going to be spoiler if we have to. So I like that. But I don't know how his players will, will feel if they'll feel the same way. But which team would you like the Vikings to face in the, the first round of the playoffs this year? Before I answer that, I got another tangent because the NFL got rid of a preseason game to add another regular season game because it's another game with stakes on the line, right? Yeah. Across the league, name one game that you're excited for this weekend. Oh. <laughs> Titans Jaguars, maybe. Like I'm not excited for that. Like I would Der- watch Derrick Henry run the ball 40 times. No, I, like I, you know, I am a little curious about the Rams and Seahawks because I think the Rams are playing pretty well right now, and I think Baker's got something to prove, so he's not going to just do. He's not going to lay down. And the Seahawks don't really have a good defense, so. If if the Rams beat the Seahawks, the Lions are going to be pumped, pumped. Oh yeah, to go in the Lambeau, and the Lions have won the last two against the the Packers, so they're they're not scared of anything. So there is one game that you are excited about this week, <laughs> and the Vikings potentially the, always the Vikings game, obviously. I don't even care about the Vikings game, to be honest with you. But I think, yeah, I think a lot of these it's a games. Preseason, this, is a, this is a preseason game. They it is. basically delayed the last preseason game to throw it at the end of the year. Like, the, AFC, I, the AFC has bigger stakes than the NFC. Like, there's, they still sure. have, like, two spots. Like, there's the Dolphins game, the Patriots, the Steelers. Like, there's a lot more going on in the AFC than the NFC. So, I think if you ask, ask people in the AFC, they have, there's a lot to watch. But as far as the NFC goes, yeah, no. Like, there's not. Like, sometimes the, you just have sometimes you just have years like this. Are, where the, it's e- just like, are the Eagles going to lose to the Giants, who aren't going to play anybody? Like, <laughs> is yeah. is Sam Howell going to beat the Cowboys? Like, I don't think Nathan so. Peterman going to beat the Vikings. Like, I don't even want to think about that. Uh, David Blau, David Blau could be uh, 
the ultimate Vikings he, he hero. He could be the Josh McCown, the 2004 yeah, Josh he, McCown. He, uh, he not only helped TJ Hawkinson learn in the playbook, he yeah. uh, could go help the Vikings get the two seed. Every, that's that's got to be Cliff Kingsbury's last game, right? Yeah, yeah. He's done. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That whole franchise, like 2023 is just going to be like a Madden franchise for them where they're just going to get rid of every, like JJ Watt retiring. They're probably thanking him. Like, just yeah. like, Hey, thanks dude. We got like 19 million off of books now because you decided to retire and eat subway and lift until you sure. die or something. Yeah. I'm sure they'll try um, to trade like Deandre Hopkins and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> for like a Ford. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, playoff (laughs) opponents though. Um, if I were, let's rank them. Like I I will rank them like teams. I don't want to see number four. The team I do not want to see is the lions because Dan Campbell has just had his way with this team. Mm -hmm. It took a last second drive and a long ass field goal to beat him the first time around. They lost in Detroit second time this year. The Lions had two different 14 point leads in US Bank Stadium until Dan Campbell had a brain fart and gave the Vikings that game. And then uh, the last game, like, yeah, I, I mean, they're throwing alignment and stuff and they're punking the Vikings. And Dan Campbell's like, oh, dude, is that the wave? Yeah. Just, what are we, why are you throwing the tackle? What the <laughs> hell's going on, man? Um, it reminds me of, I think this time last year, Mike Zimmer was talking about. Clint Kubiak and the headsets. He's like, yeah, sometimes he doesn't hear me. And like, you know, we're hitting the button at the same time. I'm like, dude, Clint's probably hitting the button. So he doesn't have to hear you talk. Just like, what's that? Zim? I don't know. <laughs> um, so lions, number one, mm-hmm. uh, the second team I don't want to see is the Packers right now because mm-hmm. they have all the confidence in the world. That game would be played at us bank stadium. If, if, I saw the Packers. I would want it to be in the NFC championship game because like, it's an easy scenario to think out because if the Packers beat the 49ers, they would get the one seed. They would play Philadelphia in Philadelphia. If they're able to beat the Eagles, you you get them at home where you beat them by more than one score. Yep. And I know they would be, what's that? They're going to be pretty spent from those two opponents. Those are not just easy opponents. Those are going to be physical games. Absolutely. And I don't think this is like the 2010 team that ran the table and had prime to, I mean, that team had Charles Woodson, Hall of Famer, Clay Matthews, probably a Hall of Famer, Uh, Jordy Nelson, Hall of Very Good, probably Packers Hall of Famer. Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings, uh, you know, a peak Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Like that team was a Super Bowl caliber team. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think that's a Super Bowl caliber team. And I'm not just mm-hmm. saying that through purple glasses. Uh, the team, I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Seahawks. That's probably the number one team that I would like to see just because they haven't been playing well in the past month and mm-hmm. getting them here would be an advantage. Uh, then there's the Giants who, again, that's it. I mean, any of these opponents, you just pull the lever and see what happens. But I mean, letting Daniel Jones throw for over 300 yards and <laughs> to who? giving to who? Yeah, to, I mean, Richie James, is that his name? Like, he's got the <laughs> Robbie yeah. Anderson house party he type hand, haircut. Flip. Yeah, he did the flip last week. Yeah, like, I, like they shouldn't scare me, but they do. Like, Saquon Barkley, one big run at the end of the yep. game. Why did that happen? Like, any of these teams scare me. I guess if I were to see one team, I would see the Seahawks. Yeah. Looking at the outline, I kind of answered your second question. So, well, how would you rank them? I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I would. I'd probably, you know what? I hate to admit it, but I'd probably put the Packers before the Lions, just because I think the Packers. Yeah, they do have all the confidence in the world. They just cream the Vikings. So why that? Why are they going to think they can't do it again? The Lions, on the other hand, they've been all the games against the Vikings have been closer. Like even the one where they they just beat them. That was that wasn't really decided until that Panesul. Uh, play went down, um, and I would put, I'd put the Seahawks second, and I put the Giants first, just because the Vikings beat them. Um, so you know you can beat them already, and then at the same time, the Giants feel like they they didn't they lost by a last second field goal. They should have all the confidence in the world they can go in there and win again. Um, so I mean, playoffs are gonna be tough, anyways. All these teams, playoffs are a different animal. Like even some of the best players. Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh Allen, like it, it's it's just any given Sunday, every team's zero oh and zero oh and zero. Zero and zero. Like nothing matters in the regular season. It's a clean slate. It's you know, you look at the Titans a few years ago who were in the wild card, they're like eight and eight or nine and seven, went to the AFC championship, like anything can happen. So I think you uh gotta approach it by trying to beat the team they already beat and that would be the giants which was what what two weeks ago so yeah oh uh, yeah i think the nfc is just like beating the hell out of each other in this playoffs yeah. like yeah and like I, it's not Jalen gonna Hurts be oh back. one and two just breeze yeah. to the nfc no it's it's gonna be a war yeah like the niners i know they've been winning with brock purdy but some like you'd go against a Cowboys team with a smart defensive coordinator like Dan Quinn or or even the Eagles whose defense has been been good. Although they did just beat the Eagles, right? Yeah, they did. In Dallas, though, when the game would be in Philly. Yeah. Um, and I, I would guess that Jalen Hurts will be back by the playoffs, especially if they get a bye. Um, yeah, it's – I wouldn't be – like if this was a year where like the Giants or the Lions came in the NFC, I don't think anyone would be shocked. But uh, it's not expected. But, but Jonathan Vilma would have seen it coming. Like it's that it's that type ago. of year where like just crazy stuff happens. That's why I like I don't. No one's gonna be surprised if the Vikings, like you said, if they win the Super Bowl or they get blown out in the first round. Like it's just it's a weird weird year. But, all right, last question on this: The Vikings are the three seed now. They're the two seed for like forever this season until last week, but. 
do you think that being the three seed actually could be more favorable for the Vikings than, than being the two seed entering the playoffs? It depends if the 49ers lose in the first round. And right. I think that's, that is a logical outcome. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me pull up the 49ers schedule. Let's just see who they've beaten over this uh, winning streak here. Because what are they the at now? They just beat the Raiders. They beat the Dolphins. I'm going uh, back they beat here. the Bucks. So, all right, let's see here. The Broncos, that was their last. Uh, the Falcons was their last loss. They lost in Atlanta on October 16th. Like 14. Oh, right? no, no, no. They lost the Chiefs. So th- this is oh, where yeah. the winning streak started. They beat the Rams on the road. Ooh. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, they beat the Chargers at home. All right. Okay. okay. They beat the Cardinals in Mexico. Nope. Uh, Colt McCoy started that game. Uh, they beat the Saints at home, 13 to nothing. Offensive genius Kyle Shanahan falling out there. Uh, they beat the Dolphins at home, who look like a complete disaster right mm-hmm. now. Uh, they beat the Buccaneers at home, 35 to 7. Tom Brady, I don't know if he's going to like Undertaker in the playoffs or yeah. what, but I mean, that yeah. team is. That's broken. another team that could like make the Super Bowl and you'd be like, all right, I guess. Yeah, I can, Tom Brady just like, all right, I'm done screwing around. Let's yeah. let's go win this thing. Uh, they beat the Seahawks in Seattle. That's impressive. But, I mean, the Seahawks have been kind of falling off the wagon yep. here. Uh, they beat the Commanders at home. And then they beat the Raiders in overtime. And now they'll beat uh, probably beat uh, David Blau's Cardinals on Sunday. That's so uh, it's not like the 49ers have run through this murderer's row of no. – elite teams that they're just smashing on the way. Like they look good. That's how you would expect a Super Bowl contender to handle these bad teams. But mm-hmm. again, until Kyle Shanahan doesn't do something absolutely stupid in the playoffs, I mm-hmm. think it's a within the realm of possibilities. And even the Packers could go into San Francisco and bounce them. Mm-hmm. Like, and if that happens, the Vikings in all likelihood, they get a second home playoff game. And then I I don't know are the Packers just this team of destiny that's going to beat the Eagles who are banged up again right, like right. if that's the NFC Championship game pull the lever let's see what happens I mean yeah. even the line even, even the Lions yeah, they even do the same thing I I guess I was going to say if the sixth seed but that doesn't pan out let's say like the fifth seed you know fifth seed knocks out like the Cowboys knock out uh, Philadelphia on the road or the Bucks. You get either of those teams at home. Yeah, I'd play Dallas again. I don't care if it was forty to three. I just know yeah. that there's two. It's spin it again. Hit pull mm-hmm. the lever. That's yeah. that's my motto for the playoffs. Pull the damn lever and see what happens. Yeah, I like <clears throat> I like the three seed better than than the two seed. I don't I don't do not want the Cardinals to win on Sunday. <clears throat> um, I think it's just the teams that are fighting to be the seven seed are. I feel like they're more dangerous than. Mm-hmm. The Giants, who are going to be the yeah. the sixth seed right now, and then you know, like you said, if if the seventh seed beats the Niners, then you get to play at home again, and you get to play the Cowboys or the Bucks, which you know, Cowboys did destroy the Vikings in U.S. Bank, so you know that happened. But I think the Vikings would like a a second chance at that, um, and the Bucks are not nothing to get excited about. And then, yeah, like if another team beats the Eagles, which wouldn't be shocking either, then you get another home game in the NFC Championship. So I, I like the the three seed much better, and I hope that they actually end up as a three seed in there. I think it gives them 
a much better chance than than going there in two seed because the two seed then I'm like uh, like I feel yeah. like a first round upset is much higher uh, as the two seed than it is uh, the three seed. All right, so on Sunday the Vikings will travel to Chicago. Usually the the season ends in Minnesota against the Bears, but it's in Minnesota. So this time this year it'll be in Chicago. On Sunday, I'm sure the weather will be wonderful. Um, final game of the 2022 regular season. Uh, th- thanks to Bears quarterback Justin Fields already being ruled out. The Vikings are seven and a half point favorites on the road. Uh, and the over-under is currently set at 43 and a half points. Uh, first question, is there any reason for players like Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, or Daniel Hunter, or whoever, to play in this game um checking the weather here it's gonna be 35 and sunny so that's like a heat wave in chicago for these days so the field will um, be concrete cool yes it, it'll <laughs> have the same consistency it's either uh shredded wheat in a glass of milk <laughs> or uh concrete there is no in between <laughs> um you know it, the vikings are probably going to play for the two seed just because yeah. they play ahead. I mean, they'll look at it and go, hey, if we can host the 49ers, like that's to our advantage. They probably They're don't at see the same it. time. They okay. do not. So the so the Vikings play at noon, the 49ers play at three uh central time, 325, I think, to be exact. So yeah. um I mean, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Like there's there, no upside. There, there's no there's no reason here unless like you get the two. I and I mean if you bench your players from the start, the only thing you risk is some bulletin board material. But I mean, in all likelihood, that probably just comes out anyway. So, I mean, if if Kevin O'Connell is as health, con- I mean, look at him the last couple of days. He's mixed in players yeah. like at the detriment of wins and losses. Like Josh yeah. Metellus should never play safety again. He should just be a <laughs> professional punt blocker. Well, but yet yeah. we're still mixing him in. And I don't know. And part of that might be the scheme. Ed. Maybe Ed should uh, make some changes here, but maybe you don't Ed, have Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith covering wide receivers. Defensive God Ed Donatel and his yeah. book of uh, defense. I just think like yeah, the risk is too high in this game because one, if if players get like that get hurt, like Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, if they get hurt in Week 18, then they're not only going to probably miss the playoffs. There's a good chance they can miss part of the the start of the of the next season. So like. This is not a good time to mess around. Justin Jefferson already got the franchise record for receiving yards. There's a highly unlikely chance he's going to get the NFL record. He needs like 200 yards. Um, don't, don't, don't do that for the record. Like that's not why. You, like Jefferson even said, like I don't really care. I'm, I'm trying to win the Super Bowl. Um, maybe the let's. Isn't Kirk Cousins starting streak like? Then it gets snapped a couple of years ago, anyway. So that's yeah. not really even like a, a factor either. Yeah, you know, maybe the, maybe they'll want to get Kirk Cousins in there to get some snaps with with Chris Reed, um, if he has to keep playing center. Um, but I I don't know. I think this is a good opportunity for guys like Alexander Madison and Ty Chandler to kind of come out and, and Jalen Naylor to maybe show the Vikings a little something before the playoffs, like give them a little little extra weapon maybe that they can carry into the playoffs and, and use give some guys like Brian Asamoah uh, <clears throat> some more reps to get in there Patrick Jones 
think this is a good opportunity to just like let the young guys play and and get some good reps because there's there's no there's one the Bears don't want to win. They're playing Nathan Peterman. They don't want to win. Yeah. They want to get the number one pick. They don't want to win. Um, so like they're gonna give the you the game. Like let let Nick Mullins go out there and play. Uh, we don't we don't need to see any injuries. Like Christian Darrisaw doesn't need to play. Zanarius Smith doesn't need to play. Like this, there is. I think it's gonna be one of those games where like the Vikings have thirty inactive players. Um, so yeah, I, I I see no upside in in playing any of the Jeffersons or or Cousins or Dalvin Cook or any of those guys. So please, please do not play. And I know he's been like indicating like the starters are gonna play, but like. He's, it's game gamesmanship too, so you never know. But what would you, you know, just in general? I know we ask like, what do the Vikings need to, do to win or lose? But like, the chances of the Vikings losing this game are very low because I feel like the Bears are just gonna like, in wrestling terms, just lay down for the pin. They're just gonna be like, just, just win, please, just, just beat us. <laughs> Finger poke of doom. Just, um, uh, yeah. So what would you just like to see from the Vikings in this game? Like for, for one that doesn't mean a whole lot to the to other team. I don't want to see any, you already mentioned, I don't want to see anybody of value on the field. Like right. I, I, it just, it, it does not, I will be watching the North Dakota state, South Dakota state yeah. football game because That's on Sunday? A, it will be a better, it is on Sunday. Yeah. What? It's very weird. I don't understand why they did it on Sunday, but that's it. it um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I I will be watching that. I think it'll be a great game. Yeah. Um, a lot. Of, so if you want to watch some football that actually matters on Sunday, right. flip over to ABC. Yeah. Um, oh, it's on ABC. Yeah, it's it's a uh, oh, big uh-huh. network audience. All right, all right. All right. Every, most of the country will probably be watching the NFL because gambling. Yeah. I don't know. You can gamble on that game too. Possibly. <sighs> yeah. Uh, is gambling legal in uh, South Dakota? It is not. It is uh, not. Um, I think it is legal. Like you can have sports books and stuff, which is like a step ahead of Minnesota. But um, it is you can't do like FanDuel or DraftKings or anything like that. Which oh. if you legalize one, I don't understand like on, why you like don't on your on your phone. Other. Oh, like yeah. you, can, you can go to the casino and you can bet on yes, whatever. But you can't do it on your phone. Yeah, that doesn't correct. Mean, for some reason people are like, well, your kids can do it. I'm like. Uh, that's <laughs> they can do a lot of things. So I don't think they're gonna be like, well, I want to bet way, on this one game. way to teach your kid math. I, I financial responsibility. I don't know. Yeah. And there's plenty of ways around betting too. Like they have underdog and, and the, the pickums or whatever. The what's it points bet or something. Um, I just want to see the Vikings go out and dominate. Like regardless of who's playing, just go out. Don't allow Nathan Peterman to have the game of his life. Get a bunch of turnovers, win by double digits. Just, just go out, take care of business, and get out of there injury free. Just don't mess around. We don't need a one score game with the Bears um, to end the season. Like, just, just go out, make it easy, get out of there, and get ready for the playoffs because this should kind of be like a buy for a lot of players. Um. So just go out there and, and take care of business. Do you have a score prediction for this game? 13 to three bears. <laughs> no. <laughs> 13 to three bears. Oh, I, uh, 
this is going to be a preseason game. And uh, if you remember the Vikings preseason, now the Vikings got to upgrade at quarterback. Nick Mullins is better than Sean Mannion or Kellen Mond. So they might yep. be able to move the offense a little bit, but um, I don't know. I we've seen these backups play and like, they just, they just don't do much. So I, I will say, they, I will yeah. say the Vikings have won. They've been favored in 11 games this year. This will be the 12th game. They've won all 11 games they've been favored in um, this year. And they've. I think it's like minus eight, though, isn't it? Because Kevin O'Connell's like, we're going to play the starters in like seven and a half. So it it is indicating that the Vikings are going to play some starters. That's what Vegas at least thinks. But I do also think that Justin Fields not being out there and Nathan Peterman being out there is a pretty big difference because i think the line was like three or four a couple yep. days ago and then it just jumped because they're like justin fields isn't playing he is uh he's got a scratch on his hip so uh he can't get out there um he's got a uh, tagitis <laughs> so it's very sim- it's very I serious think, condition this time i think the vikings are going to win 27 to 7 all right they're just going to put him away get a couple maybe get a well it's nathan peterman so i'm i'm thinking they're going to get a pick six uh, you know, maybe Jalen Rager will like go crazy and return a punt or something. Um, but I think it'll be twenty-seven to seven, Vikings. Please, this just is, th- just make it easy. Come on, this is going to be the ultimate revenge game, though. Like For who? Arm- oh. Armon Watts is still there. Uh, Duke Shelley will probably be playing a little bit. Oh, I don't he's know. Do you play him? Guy. He's he's like the f- he's the first corner now. in the league. <laughs> Bubble wrap Duke Shelley is not something I predicted to be right. saying uh, back in August. You've, I mean, yeah, but Cam Dancer play. He's he's the backup. I, I wouldn't play Cam Dancer. I, I mean, he's he's technically the backup, but yeah. um Kyrus Tonga. Yeah, the, he's been playing the, well. Too. This is this is kind of a fun game. Like you just list the player. Like, should he play? Uh, you know, like Ed Ingram, should he play? Probably. Not uh, he should, but he's a starter, so probably not. Um, I think does KJ Osborne play? I don't think they have enough receivers for him not to play. So they they might they might activate yeah. like a bunch of people on Saturday, like from yeah. the practice squad. Um, yeah, I don't. That's that's tough. I think maybe guys will dress, but they won't play. Can you just go full like veteran rest day and like just list them as out like? Why yeah. are they out? Ah, uh, they're old. Yeah, that's why they're. <laughs> Justin Jefferson is old. Yes, he's very old. And like very I can tired. see Kirk Cousins. Like, do they even have a? They they don't have. A, oh, they have Josh Rosen. <laughs> we could see. Do him. it. Could we see some Josh Rosen on on Sunday? Oh, get man. the hot tub ready, baby. Oh, Let's man. get Josh Rosen in there. I saw him. Oh. I think it was the Eric Kendricks mic'd up during the Giants game. And Kendricks was like high fiving people, and he high fived Josh Rosen. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, Josh Rosen's on the team." And I was like, "Oh yeah, those two went to UCLA together. Like they were like actual like I think teammates. They were teammates." Yeah. Um. So maybe we'll see some some Josh Rosen on on Sunday. Oh man! <laughs> exciting, exciting. Just gets me jacked for a Sunday. See, yeah, just like you football. said, so many, so much exciting football this weekend, especially on the NFC side. Just my my five bowl predictions might be largely sarcastic this week. I'm not. I'm trying to figure it out, but <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, yeah. That's that'll be it for today. If you're watching on YouTube again, make sure to subscribe to the channel and watch and like the video. 
Uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. And the audio version of this podcast will be available uh, by the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.